It's time for the Pistons Pod. Here's your host, Matt Derry. And we're back, everybody. It is another episode of the Pistons Pod right here at Pistons.com. Wherever you get your podcast, thank you for listening and joining us today. Great stuff from Jaden Ivey recently. The Pistons, one of their first, uh, one of their two first-round picks playing good basketball, and a guy that uh, wrote a great article from basketballnews.com. Ethan Fuller is our guest today here on the podcast. Want to remind you for tickets for Monday night when Oklahoma City comes to town or next Saturday on the 12th of November when Boston comes to town. Of course, you get them at Pistons.com. It's been a lot of fun down at the LCA, the first couple of home games, including the Teal coming back. And uh, so get your tickets at Pistons.com and uh, get out there and support this young group. All right, I mentioned Ivy earlier in the way that he is playing. Ethan Fuller is our guest today here on the pod. He writes for both the Boston Globe and Basketball News. And he is with us today, wrote a great piece on Jaden Ivey. Ethan, appreciate a few minutes, my friend. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me on. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You had a chance to check out Jaden Ivey the other day, and it spawned a, a column just about how you think he's in the Rookie of the Year race. Talk about it. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, this rookie class has been really, really impressive to start the season. you got guys like Paolo Boncaro going off, Benedict Matherin, I, I believe is still leading uh, the league in bench points per game. He's obviously been amazing. you got Keegan Murray out in Sacramento. He's been really good. Um, and Jaden Ivey, while he's obviously been awesome, I feel like he's been a little under-talked about. And so, yeah, I had seen him play a little bit throughout the year, uh, and then I kind of tuned in more detailed on the Pistons-Bucks game and thought he was really great and wanted to highlight him. So it's it's been really cool um, just to see – a lot of the skills and traits and physical attributes that people loved about Ivy coming out of Purdue and coming into the NBA draft, a lot of them seem to be translating uh, right to the NBA right away. And obviously it's not perfect, especially for rookie high usage guards. The transition to the NBA is never easy, but Ivy at least so far has taken a lot of his strengths and brought them right to the Pistons, which is pretty exciting to see. It's interesting. I want, I want you to give me a little inside baseball, if you don't mind. Uh, Alex Kennedy's at Basketball News, Spencer Davies. We've had them on the pod before. We, I'm always on your site. Your your, your column kind of popped up on Twitter, and, and you and I got to uh, to talk a little bit about coming on the show here. But do you go into a game where you're like, all right, I'm going to check out Pistons Bucks. Did you know you were going to be writing about Jaden, or just he caught your attention that night? You're like, hey, let's do this. Uh, so for me personally, I – I, I don't want to make myself seem like a huge stats nerd, but I do like to look at a lot of numbers. And so when I am kind of looking around the landscape of the league, I'll check out the NBA stats page a lot in addition to whatever games I'm watching that night. And so Ivy had popped up. I'd seen a couple of interesting numbers over the last couple of days before that game. And I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting what he's been able to do so far in, in admittedly a very small sample. And so that night, just looking at the schedule, I was like, okay, I, I guess I can kind of see what see what he's been up to. I'd been able to check out bits and pieces of his other games so far, and so Pistons Bucks, I really wanted to kind of get a more detailed look at him. And yeah, I, so I had had him on my radar as far as someone worth writing about, but then just his performance in that game really solidified, like, hey, this is this is someone really worth highlighting, um, and just seeing how he's making the transition for me. It's always really interesting to just see rookies adjust to NBA pace, NBA defenses, uh, what different matchups look like. 
a different roles. Ivy obviously is kind of in a different role than he was at in Purdue. And how is that going for him so far? I, I just love seeing the learning happen over the course of the season and um, seeing the Pistons really try and come back and play a really competitive game against an unbeaten Milwaukee Bucks team. Um, that was a great chance for me to see, see where Ivy's at. It's interesting because, like you said, uh, other guys are putting up uh, bigger numbers than Jaden in terms of maybe points, and obviously that's what everybody looks at first. Paolo with the Magic, who we got to see here opening night, and uh, Matherin, who also the Pistons uh, unfortunately saw an Indy go off on him. But um, what is it about Ivy that you think will keep him in that rookie of the year race all year? Sure. So, um just to kind of set the stage, so he's averaging 15.7 points, 4.3 rebounds, 3.7 assists, 1.3 steals per game. All, you know, like very solid numbers and maybe not the flashiest compared to some of the rookies like Bencaro and Matherin, but still very, very strong base box score numbers for a rookie. And then just when I watched him, and I'm sure Pistons fans, having seen him play, obviously know the same thing. Just the the way he is able to get downhill so easily and finish um especially watching him against the bucks i mean they've got fantastic individual defenders like drew holiday um you've got help defenders like Giannis Antetokounmpo. you got brooke lopez obviously he's been amazing this season um and ivy really had some possessions where he was just knifing through all of these defenders and still able to get to his spots and even when it looked like the bucks had a good contest on him he was able to kind of wrap his hand around and finish on the other side uh, his upper body strength to do that as the way he hangs in the air and holds the ball away from a contestant is still able to flip it up and put it in with touches just amazing it's it's really amazing and to kind of give a quick stat with that he's shooting 54.8 percent from the field on drives uh that was 13th in the nba among high volume drivers when i wrote this um he also has a 14.3 percent assist rate when he drives that was 10th when i wrote this um and the only other person in the top 15 for both categories is Luka Doncic. Um, and R.J. Barrett, Malcolm Brogdon, and Spencer Dinwiddie are the only others in even the top 20. Um, and again, big disclaimer that this is a very, very small sample size. And obviously, you're going to have a lot of extremes so far. But just to see Ivy get off to that kind of start is pretty amazing. And the other thing that I noticed um, a little bit in the Bucks game and then going back and watching some film from other games um, – he's kind of found a niche as a cutter and it's been a little bit of a small sample so far. He hasn't been doing it a whole ton, but when he's in these possessions where he's cutting, whether it's Cade Cunningham feeding him or Killian Hayes, sometimes um, his combination of explosiveness and just being active and seeing different pockets open up. um, He had this backdoor cut on Grayson Allen against the bucks that totally just toasted Allen. He had no chance of catching up to it and it was a pretty easy dunk. Um, seeing Ivy make those kind of recognitions and understanding where a space is going to open up for him to score. And then he can add like a connective pass off of that. It's just really cool to see him kind of understanding the spacing of the NBA so quickly. That's something I've just really enjoyed kind of watching him process. Ethan Fuller is our guest from basketball news, basketballnews.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Ethman, E T H M A N 43. Um, wrote a great piece at Basketball News uh, the other day about Jaden Ivey. We're talking about that and and other things that are related to the Pistons. We'll get into some uh, NBA general stuff as well, Ethan. But um, you mentioned before about Jaden coming from Purdue, 
small sample size as his first year, but a different kind of role having to play with Cade Cunningham. How do you, when you watch those two together, what what, what comes to mind? What do you like? Yeah, it's it was super interesting. I was so excited to just see this come together from the moment that Detroit drafted him. Um, and obviously, they're very different players, and obviously it's going to take some time for them to kind of get in sync with each other. But you can kind of just see that when everything gets figured out and they're on the same page, they're just such an interesting dichotomy. you got Kate Cunningham, who is this really steady kind of strength-based driver, a um, lot of touch. He's been a absolutely phenomenal mid-range shooter. He's shooting 55.3% from the field so far on pull-up twos. That is unreal. And so you have Cade Cunningham, who's able to kind of methodically kind of maneuver his way into different spaces where he feels comfortable and then make plays out of there, really kind of your orchestrator. And then Ivy, for his part, he's electric. He can create advantages with his drives so easily. Um, he has not shot the ball particularly well in the mid-range. That's something he's going to have to work on. And that was a that was an area of improvement coming out of college, too. So that's definitely something to watch. But just the way he gets to the basket so easily and collapses defenses and makes, again, really impressive passes out of that. Um, it's just so interesting to see the Pistons have two guards who can kind of attack a defense in very, very different ways. And that is going to be a problem for defenses who have to adjust based on who they're kind of facing at the point of attack. Um, so I love the fit on paper. I loved it going in uh, again. There are going to be growing pains of course, but you can see already just kind of what the potential is with these two and how they can kind of work off of each other. I know I'm with you hundred percent. I think it's, it's kind of fun that you brought up uh, that point and watching every game. Like I do, it's like, Kate is not of the quickness of Ivy. There's just so much speed there, but you're right. Kate is just so under control, and you look up and go, eh, he's not having that great of a game, and the next thing you know, he's got 27 points. So um, the object of the game still is to put the ball in the basket. What about Ivy on defense? What have you seen uh, as you've been watching and uh, kind of observing him? Yeah, I think, um, again, especially with rookie guards learning the defensive end, um, unless you're kind of unique, like Davion Mitchell, for example, it is going to take a lot of time to just figure out what you need to do. I think Ivy, he is a strong player, and you can kind of see it on offense. I think on defense, he needs to learn a little bit better how to use his strength to his advantage and not kind of get pushed off the spot and then have to kind of make it up. I know there was one play, and again, just kind of small things that he's going to learn about the league. Drew Holiday was able to kind of just manipulate ivy to the point where he was able to easily get him to bite on a pump fake and draw a foul that way um and ivy i was even watching that play after was talking to his teammates and was like yeah that that was my bad um so he he like recognizes that there are areas he has to grow in um but he's he's pretty active with his hands he's able to jump in passing lanes um picks up loose balls when they're kind of out there and then once you are able to get him in a position where he's igniting a fast break um, Ivy's going to be pretty unstoppable. Uh, so there's, again, a, a lot of learning to be done with him on the defensive end, but there are flashes of, hey, like he's he's very long, he can really jump in passing lanes, he's quick twitch, um, and so there's a lot to build off of once he kind of is putting down this knowledge base, um, especially in the rookie year. It's just all about learning, okay, what, what do NBA guards, for example, like to do? What do NBA offenses try and do to put you out of position? Um, and so it's just all about him building a foundation. Ethan, what do you think of the Pistons? Obviously, here in Detroit, we call it a restoration. 
it's it, it's been a, a full on rebuild year three for for general manager Troy Weaver and and kind of putting it all together. Uh, what have you seen? What do you like uh, about this young team? It's still very young. Yeah, I I mean I this is one of my favorite young cores in the league. I've been a huge fan of Cade Cunningham ever since um, I went to the Hoopal Classic in Springfield, Massachusetts, while he was at Montverde Academy and watched him. Um, just be so smooth and under control there. And it has not changed from high school to Oklahoma state to the NBA. Um, even as he in his own right is kind of learning the league still, um, you see him continuously taking steps up. And we're seeing that this year with Cunningham. Um, I'm, I'm a massive fan of his. And I mean, just in general with the Pistons, like e- even though they are two and six right now and have lost games. And as you said, it's kind of a, restorative process with this team you see them battle and you see them learn um, i mean they were down double digits for a lot of that game against the bucks they came back and it was really close at the end and competitive and those are quality minutes and experiences for a young team just to not only see what they can do in a crunch time scenario against one of the best teams in the league but also just to see what the bucks do and and sure the bucks beat them and close things out but that's a learning experience and so I mean, obviously, like Cade Cunningham, Ivy, we've talked about um, Boyan Bogdanovich, who is not a young player, but seems like a really, really perfect kind of archetype fit next to Cunningham and Ivy. And just bringing him in as a veteran is helpful for them because they can see like, oh, if I make the right offensive process happen, I can have an outlet like Boyan Bogdanovich who will make the defense pay. And I think that in itself is a confidence booster. Um, And then you got guys like, Isaiah Stewart is really interesting. I know he's taken a lot more three pointers this year and has really stretched his game yeah. out. It hasn't, yes, it he hasn't has. equated yes, with he... efficient shooting yet. Yes, he has. But, um, I think it's I think it's interesting to kind of at least watch the attempt there, and and I guess this would be kind of lower stakes. But um, so I, it's been interesting. Obviously, there are peaks and valleys with that, but um, it's been interesting to watch him. Jalen Duran has been. Again, another rookie learning the ropes, but you see the flashes of just insane help shot blocking and rim protection, and you see the flashes of the finisher. Um, so, again, kind of like with Ivy, to see his strengths translate quickly is a big positive. So, you've liked that with Duran. Uh, yeah, and honestly, like this is a fun team. Um, it's a league pass worthy team in my consideration, whether or not they're winning the games. Just to see the growth happen over the course of a year is really fun. And, and you mentioned before, you know, guys that are going to play a lot of minutes and be out there together. And Cade's only in his second year. Here's Ivy in his first year. But to to add Bogey to the mix has been awesome. And you know, Troy Weaver already extending him. He's getting a couple more years added to his contract, or did pretty recently. What does that you know? What does that tell you? I mean, a three point shooter and a weapon that. Hey, you know, Budenholzer ran two guys at him at the end of the game the other night and made him give the ball up. That was Bogdanovich. That was not. That was not Michael Jordan. You know. Yeah, and honestly, that's that's kind of one of the fun things about Bogdanovich is he's not he's not a pure sharpshooter. Like he can put the ball on the floor and score a little bit in his own right. Um, and so that again takes a little bit of pressure off of Cunningham and Ivy. Obviously, those two will be kind of the dominant lead ball handlers, but Bogdanovich can do a little bit for himself too. And yeah, it's just fun to see the Pistons kind of understanding, particularly with Bogdanovich. Like, okay, we can put our kind of franchise cornerstones in positions to be successful and, and learn how to be successful if we add the right pieces around them. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be we need to just collect as many young guys as possible. It, it should be about 
are we putting our young guys that we think are going to carry this team to its next era, are we putting them in a position to grow, learn the game, learn how to be successful? And so Bogdanovich is kind of the the headlining for that philosophy. And so, yeah, I think in that respect, it's a really it was a really interesting trade when it happened in the offseason, and I really like kind of how it's been playing out for them. I want to ask you, because you mentioned you're kind of a stats geek, um, the Isaiah Stewart situation with shooting more threes. Certainly he's he's been compared here to Rodman, Ben Wallace, in terms of the lunch pail guy, guy that's going to get dirty, uh, you know, the rebounding. Um, you know, It was well documented about the LeBron thing last year, but now he is, you know, his range is, is, is real. Um, how do you look at that from an efficiency standpoint with this offense? Yeah, I think... Um... Again, it's interesting to see Stewart, and I think this is the idea that if the, if this kind of pans out and he's able to build kind of an efficient long-range shooting touch, when you kind of compare that to Duran, who's going to be a lob threat and a interior finisher for the most part, I think it's a pretty cool contrast. Um, just to pull up some numbers here, so this is from Cleaning the Glass. He uh, 9% of Isaiah Stewart's field goal attempts were three-pointers last year. And again, very small sample size, eight games, but 38% of his shots are threes now, which is it's a pretty pretty unreal kind of change up. And then at the rim, he, 72% of his shots came at the rim last year. That is down to 46% this year. Um, so you can kind of pretty clearly see that he's he's been moved back. Um, and again, he hasn't shot the ball particularly well from three yet. And I think that's okay, especially w- uh, with where the Pistons are at and how it's just about kind of experimenting and trying and seeing seeing what will work and something you can build on for the future. I know um, when the Pistons have played, I think I watched a little bit of Stewart over the preseason too, and he can make threes. Like it's it's definitely out there. He hasn't shot it particularly well yet this year, but you can see that it's kind of starting to at least be something he's com- comfortable and confident with. And he's got great mid range touch too. I've I've really liked actually when I was watching. Ivy, I thought he and Stewart had some pretty good synergy where Ivy's able to kind of drive in and Stewart can either pick and pop or pick and roll. And even if it's just like a short pop out to like the free throw line, that's an easy dump off pass and Stewart can kind of drop that in. Um, so the idea of having kind of this spacing big who can, re- who can rebound to and play a little bit of defense, um, I-, I just think it's kind of an interesting way for Stewart to mold himself and it's it's going to be a process, but I think it's at least interesting that he's giving it a shot. Ethan Fuller with us from Basketball News. Final thing for you, E, about just what's jumping out at you on the court because we could do off the court circus stuff, but I'm not I'm not interested. Let's talk some basketball. Uh, what's jumping out at you on the floor when you're when you're looking around the league? Uh, surprises? What 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 comes to mind? Sure, I mean. We, we can start with some of these teams that have been really successful. Utah, um, I know everyone's – it's kind of the same talking point with them. It's like, oh, they they were supposed to tank. Why are they 6-2 and two right now? But you could put, just put that aside and enjoy that this team is really good. And it's coming from players who are in spots that we haven't normally seen them in the NBA. Lowry Markinen has been – awesome i have really loved watching him especially after i saw a little bit of him with finland at eurobasket over the summer um to see him in more of a future role with the jazz and being successful is very cool so just props to utah for starting out six and two with a new head coach and a bunch of pieces who at least from the outside we weren't sure we're going to work that well together that's been really cool i think um i'm based in boston so it's been 
awesome seeing the Celtics kind of start out strong. Jason Tatum has been unreal. Um, just the way he's been able to finish at the basket, that's a noticeable improvement and step up for him. Um, let's see other other teams that I've been interested in. Uh, the Bulls actually, I know, have their starter four and four. Io Desumu, however, I think has been phenomenal. I've I've loved the Bulls guard rotation. Um, I think DeMar DeRozan still gets kind of underrated just for what he can do as more of a well-rounded offensive player versus just a bucket getter. Honestly, I, I could keep listing so much stuff. I'll stop right there. But there's there's <laughs> just been so many so many different players popping up and having great seasons. And I guess the the takeaway I have is yes, as as a numbers guy, you don't want to overreact to a small sample and and call someone an MVP or whatever over just off of eight or so games. But at the same time, like just just enjoy when when players are playing well. Like just appreciate that there are guys going out there who we didn't expect to do what they do and they're just balling right now. So I've I've really enjoyed the starts of the season from an on court basketball perspective. Ethan, uh, great stuff. Really appreciate you taking the time and uh, joining us here on the Pistons Pop. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Ethan Fuller with us from Basketball News. Also does some writing for the uh, Boston Globe. Follow him on Twitter at Ethman, E-T-H-M-A-N 43. And and please get out and read that piece that he wrote uh, earlier in the week on Jaden Ivey at BasketballNews.com. Matt Derry with you. This has been another edition of the Pistons Pod right here at Pistons.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Again. Monday night, Oklahoma City. Saturday night, Boston coming to town. Also Monday the 14th against the Raptors. Hope to see you at the LCA.